Okay, welcome everybody. This is episode two of the UK Packers podcast. I'm Ryan Peacock. Uh, joining me for this episode is Stephen O'Brien, who's the co-founder and editor for the UK Packers and also a contributor to NBC, 620 WTMJ and TMJ4 in Wisconsin. I hope I got all those the right way around. Uh, and we've also got with us Dave Pione, uh, who's a long-time writer for the UK Packers and he's author of the Game Review series on ukpackers.co.uk. And he's also written some great articles in support of Jerry Kramer making the Hall of Fame, uh, which are still on our website, and you can check them out. Okay, so welcome to both of you, and how are you? Yeah, good. Not too bad. Yeah, doing all right. Good, good. Okay, then. So let's get started off. I guess there's only one way to start it off. Um we didn't do a podcast last week, probably because we were still crying, but we're going to have to talk about it. We lost to San Fran. Um, I don't know. Steve, take us away on that. How did you feel? It hurt. Hurt bad. But the thing is, I think we did better than I... I thought we were either going to kill them or they were going to kill us. Um, of course, with A-Rod, you always stand a chance. But to lose by that field goal and to get the dropped interception was just... Too painful. I don't know. Davo, can you take it from here? I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was it was obviously heartbreaking, but um, I don't know about you guys, but the whole end of that season felt like that, you know, we were the team of destiny and, you know, we, we'd beaten Dallas and Atlanta and Chicago. And every week just seemed like another episode of America's Game. And then it, it, it almost seemed like the whole team took turns to disappoint. You know, the, the offense not really doing it in the first and third. And the defense in the second and fourth didn't really do it either. And, you know, it's just, I guess it's just a little bit of a heartbreaker. But I thought it was going to be a lot worse, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think you're right. To only lose that by three points, I think most people were thinking the 49ers would come in and probably run all over our defense. And actually, it, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. And I think in the end for it to come so close, I think that's what actually hurt more. Than, uh, than maybe if we'd just been destroyed. Yeah, I felt kind of bad because some players I thought who did kind of okay in all the circumstances had a really poor game. Like um, David Bakhtiari had a terrible game. He was graded, I think he's worst grade ever by Pro Football Focus in the end. And, you know, he kind of had a really crap game on his, you know, the game opener against San Fran and then he ended it with a really bad game. But, I mean, what do you expect when you're up against Alden and Justin Smith? Like... You know, yeah, it's and, disappointing though, really, as well. And he'd had such a such a good um, such a good season when probably nobody was expecting it. Um, nobody certainly thought he was going to be starting for the Packers. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, I, I think it was a good effort, and you know, we probably got a lot further than we thought we were going to get. Okay, then. So, what's our feelings for the season coming? The obviously the Packers this year, we went to the playoffs out in the wild card round to the Niners. So what do we see happening next year? There's a lot between now and the first game of next season. We have the combine, the draft, free agency, so on and so on. We've got plenty of Packers players out of contract. Um, where do we even begin? Um, Dave, I don't know if you want to get us started. Yeah, I think the um, the biggest thing really is, is obviously we've got a lot of guys out of, uh, out of contract this offseason. Uh, and some pretty big names as well. And um, I, I suppose the question is, how many of those do you re-sign? How many do you try and replace in the draft? And um, I, th- I think as well, as far as the, the defense goes, there's, there's obviously a lot of work that needs to get done. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like, I, wrote, I wrote an article for NBC. And, uh, no, but I, <laughs> I did a bit of research on this. Just Name drop. Name drop. So, um, so Hollywood now. I know I am so Hollywood. I'm actually wearing Ray-Bans at the minute, um, drinking my toys. Uh, no, but I did up an article and I was surprised actually because if you want to win the NFC or go far, uh, you need to have a strong defense. If you look at all the teams that have actually uh, got through to the playoffs and have done well in the playoffs and haven't been dropped out, you know, within the first first round or whatever, you know, you're looking at teams with I think it was the first, second, and fourth best defenses are all in the mix. Then you have the Packers, and we were like 23. So, you know, that's that's the nature of the beast. So I think uh, going forward, we definitely need to be stronger on, on defense. Um, and 
That said, our squad, well, if you can say that in American football, it was was devastated by injury. And now I think we have the potential to not necessarily be devastated by, uh, you know, unrestricted free agents, people going out of contract. But there's some big names there. Um, John, Johnny Jolly gets massive mention. Like we, I think we really need him back because he was absolutely instrumental at the start of the season in mm-hmm. stopping the run. Um, okay, so if we were going to pick, let's just say a few few main names now that are, uh, contracts are up at the end of this year. You mentioned one there, Johnny Jolly. You've got um, John Coon, Ryan Pickett, BJ Raji, Sam Shields, uh, James Jones. There's probably more. James uh, Starks as well. He had a James Starks. Season. Is Mike Daniels up as well, or have I imagined that? Uh, Mike Neal. Mike, Mike Neal. Mike Neal's up, sorry. Yeah. So uh, you've, you've got a whole number of people there. Jerry uh, Lattimore is up, which I think deserves an honourable mention. I thought he did well enough. Yeah. So we've got a lot of people up. Now, obviously, we're not going to be able to re-sign everyone. We may not want to re-sign everyone. Um, so out of those names we just mentioned, um, Steve, why don't you give me... Two, two of those players that you would definitely re-sign. Shields. Okay. Have to get him back. Uh, Johnny Jolly. Have to get him back. But like, it's hard to pick because like James Starks. Like for instance, with Lacey and Starks, uh, we had the best running back stable in the league. We took over from Arian Foster and Ben Tate in Texas for having because. James Starks, uh, in some of his games, was averaging 8.8 yards per carry, which is ridiculous. So he's done really well. Now, I know he does that off the back of Lacey Pounds, the living bejesus out of these players. They can't take it anymore, so they get Starks in to do his running for him. But, um, I, you know, I still think he was a good bit in the tank. And he's cheap. If you look at him, his salary was only $630,000, which yeah, compared yeah. to the... You know, Ryan Pickett, he's 34. Now, obviously, in not the same position. But I'm just saying, like, you know, going into unrestricted free agents... So James starts at six six hundred and thirty. Ryan Pickett's salary is five point four million. So when you look at the difference here, like Starks as a player and as a player that good is is great value for money. I don't know, Dave. Like, what do you think? Do you think the same, I, Johnny Johnny I, Jolly? I, I I'm going to have to disagree on Johnny Jolly. I just think because of the the injury he's got, he's got a um a very similar one to Peyton Manning. Uh, it's a C three C four I think vertebrae um compound or whatever. I'm not I failed medical school. But yeah. um, I think the position he plays, I think it, that neck movement is a lot more of a big deal than it is for Manning. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he didn't come back, or if he did, he'd come back at a very very low salary. I think it's 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 surgery and it's recovery, and he's going to be thirty thirty one this year. It's going to be a bit of a tough one for him. Um, so the good news on James Starks is he's actually a restricted free agent. So there's there's a little element of control that uh, Ted Thompson's got about his future because uh, unbelievably he's still playing out his rookie contract. But one of the guys, you know, I think is worth talking about as well as John Coon and whether or not he comes back. Yeah. Not that I forgot about John Coon because he's a beast and a legend. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard. I reckon they can sign an awful lot of guys. You know, like we don't need to pick three. But I do think that we can get a lot of cash by offloading a lot of dead weight. Mm-hmm. You know, like Marshall Newhouse, see you later. Seneca Wallace, sorry, bye-bye. Uh, Rob France, Frankish or Francois, I don't even know. Don't know. Francois, sorry. I think. Francois. Francois. Yeah, he can go away as well because I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Uh, CJ Wilson, out the gap. Uh, yeah, not great. No, MD Jennings, I will enjoy leaving. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. The only thing he was famous for was the whole fail Mary thing. Oh, bat uh, it away. Just bat it away. Yeah. What a fool. So, like, yeah, I'm happy about that. But, but the, yeah. the, a big loss, though, and I don't know how you guys feel about it. And I, Well, two big losses, and I think they will go, is Jermichael Finley and James Jones. Yeah. I, I think James Jones will come back. Now, I know that's a different opinion probably to both of you, but I think they bring him back um, just because he fits in with what Green Bay is about. Um, he's just one of those players that's good to have around. He's got a good story. He's a good leader. Uh, I think we'll see him back. But Jermichael Finley, I think he doesn't come back, but not just to Green Bay. I don't think he comes back to football. Um, yeah, but there's pictures of him on Twitter and he's training hard. Like he really means to come back wearing his Packers T-shirts and stuff. You know, like not that like, 
I know he's a Packers player, but he's going to wear a Packers yeah, t-shirt. But, but you know, he seems like the intent is there, and he's calling the Packers his family and all this type of stuff. But that's the thing. Like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers this season was in gear, ready to come back. But until that doctor says you you can play, there's not a lot you can do about it. And um, <clears throat> McCarthy and Thompson, I think, drew the line in the sand with Nick Collins and, and said, you know, if it was your son who'd had that injury, would you let him play? And they both said no. And I think I think you're going to get the same result with Finley. You think other teams would turn him away, though? I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a doctor that will say he can play when another doctor's already said he can't. Because you, you make that mistake and it's all on you, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sure there's a doctor in Minnesota who could do it, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's face it. At least, how, how many did you say we've got up? Contracts are up? Uh, 16 unrestricted, two restricted, and okay. one exclusive rights. Okay. So we, we're probably, probably bet on what, eight of them ending up at Minnesota at least for a, for a workout? <laughs> yeah. I hope CJ Wilson and Marshall Newhouse, I hope they're there. Oh, they, oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can have them. MD yeah. Jennings, take him, William. <laughs> I, I think the other thing to think about um, is not just uh, this coming off season, but the next off season as well. We've got Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson both out of contract, as well as Bulaga and Boykin. So I think putting putting my Ted Thompson hat on, You've got to be really careful about the money you offer this year, because I I, <clears throat> I like Chase Jones a lot, but I like Jordy Nelson a lot more. Yeah, It'd be yeah, a shame yeah. to pay out for one to lose the other. I think you're right, actually. If you think about them four names you just brought up uh, that are free agent next season, actually you probably keep all of those over what in many of the players this year. Maybe maybe only one or two that would be in there with them. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. Actually, that that's the real question. Is it's it's not even about this year. It's about next year with the likes of Cobb and Nelson, and that's what they'll have to think of. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically on that, we would all bring back different players, let other ones go, but we're all pretty sure that most of them that we let go will end up at Minnesota. <laughs> okay. Yes, so definitely. I think that's no how question. we wrap that up. At least half of our free agents will end up in Minnesota. And um, hey, I reckon the Raiders <laughs> will re-sign Matt Flynn as well after that performance. No chance. Matt, Matt Flynn's a packer for life now. <laughs> no one has uh, the, Ra- the Raiders are going to get Manziel from uh, what I just heard. Oh, are, they, are they seriously? Yeah, they, what, what I just heard was they're going to aggressively target him. So they might trade up to try and get him. Assuming Houston don't get him first. He's going to be an NFL bust. Yeah, no doubt. Because they, <laughs> they just they ruin quarterbacks. Because... Uh, <laughs> they, they do though because there's some good quarterbacks that were there for a while and when they went and moved on who who's there well like if you look at the likes of uh, Carson Palmer he was there for a while wasn't he and don't, don't forget the uh, the Mount Everest of draft bust Jamarcus Russell oh yeah and he tried to make a comeback when he weighed as much as BJ Raji I was going to say <laughs> did they not did they not think at some point of just trying him out a defensive end or something that's you see that's another thing that I know it's going to get off on a tangent like we usually do right but that really grinds my gears. You know, when these analysts say stuff like that, like, hey, you know, the biggest one, right? Tebow, why don't you play him as a tight end? It's just like the dude has <laughs> practiced his whole life as a really shit quarterback. So you can't just put him in to be a shit tight end. You can't do it. So, you know, like it takes a very different and specialized skill set. But what, if, position, what you know? if everybody got it wrong for 20 years? And now it turns out you're the best defensive end in the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mind blown. Yeah. Hey, there's, there's absolutely no reason, fact, or anything behind it, anything I say. So yeah, <laughs> you've just got to be in my head to understand it. God, that's a scary place. <laughs> yeah, I don't invite anybody along. <laughs> um, I guess let, let's finish off on this about next season. We've um, obviously this year we made the wild card round. We lost by three points to San Fran. Um, most people probably thought we were going to lose worse than that um so where where do we see this team going next year and obviously there's a hell of a lot of unknowns but you know compared to the rest of the nfc north and obviously they're going to have changes as well there's going to be coaching changes and so on but do we see ourselves getting back to the playoffs yes is absolutely i think the answer um i uh, before rogers got injured we're in that sort of five and two run Mm-hmm. And Eddie Lacy sort of, you know, co- coming to his peak, 
I honestly thought we were going to be unstoppable. Rogers coming out was, was obviously quite a you know season-changing event. If you can figure out the defense, and I think this is going to be a really interesting off-season for Dom Capers and the gang. If they could figure that out, I think we've absolutely got you know at least sort of NFC Championship games to come for the next three or four years. Yeah. Yeah, I have, to, I have to agree because I think that our offensive powerhouse of Lacey, uh, I'll add Starks in if he's if he gets back in, uh, Rogers, Nelson, Cobb, like we know them all now. But like they're so devastating that I don't think anybody can stop them. I I can't remember which game it was. If someone can remind me what the game was, but I remember the stats from it that they that we scored on every drive, uh, bar the last drive where we took an E. Cowboys. Every, Cowboys, was it? Yeah. That's insane. So that was Matt Flynn. Yeah, let's even that, Rogers. That's how good it is. <laughs> See, there you go. That that's exactly it. Like, so that's insane. And then all you have to do is Capers needs to get, you know, his defense. And like Dave, your articles are brilliant on that because I always I watch a game and I'm like, that's it. Capers out. I can't stand it. And then I read your article. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's not his fault. But like, <laughs> you know, you just you bring a sober and realism to the thing. I just think if he can get his players healthy, and they can make more stops, more turnovers, just a slight bit more. They were a pretty bad defense, but if they just could step their game up a little bit, if Clay Matches leaves his pet cannonball on the sideline and doesn't bring it onto the field with him after breaking his thumb, stuff like that. <laughs> You know, I mean, I think all we need to do is step our game up defensively a little bit even, not embarrass ourselves. And I reckon easy. We Because look, look at how bad the division was this year. I mean, how many chances did the Lions and the Bears have between them to take it and just run away with it? You know, and we ended up uh, winning it. That's ludicrous luck. Yeah, well, I think I think we touched on this last week is that there was about three, four, five weeks of that season where every week you go in, well, we've lost, that's it. Yeah. Go to bed, wake up in the morning. The Lions or the Cowboys, uh, the Lions or the Bears have played in the late game, and you wake up in the morning and they've lost as well. And season goes on for another week, and uh, it got quite laughable at one point. But it's good because it's, it's it's quite nice to have a laugh at the other teams in the NFC North because they're all a joke. <laughs> but it's exactly, like the question before about it's not about you know our. our free agents this year it's about what we have to pay for next year i think the real question here is is not even about error development it's how crap are the bears and lions going to remain you know <laughs> next season isn't that it though well, i mean if they're, if they're as bad as they were this season well then I mean, if the lions and the bears are that bad i reckon we could even afford to throw flynn back onto the field give rogers the year off to grow his tash i reckon you know I mean, seriously, if they're that bad, we could run away with the division. Well, um, how about we look at it like this? What was Cutler's contract? Seven years. Yeah, well, then we've so won the, for seven there you years. Go. So the Bears are done for the seven, next seven years. <laughs> <laughs> the Lions, for as long as the Lions have got Jim Swartz as coach, they'll be more yeah. interested in being a, a, a WWE team. Um, penalties out for this, that, and everything else because we play with aggression, but it doesn't matter because we lose all our games. Um, <laughs> type team and the Vikings really I guess they're probably the biggest unknown because they actually did add some good players into their team and yeah, uh, yeah. if by accident they stumble across a decent quarterback they'll be a completely different team um, so they're they're really the unknown team of the division but next season I, I, th I think even we don't have to be a fully fit we don't have to have a fully fit roster for the whole season if we have Aaron Rodgers from start to finish we win that division Simple as that. Yeah, and I and I think as well, uh, you're absolutely right. But I, I I think as well, things about the defense. First of all, as long as Dom Capers keeps you know paying me, I'll keep writing those articles. <laughs> nice. Um, He's my daddy. <laughs> I'm guessing is is that why you always leave it a day or two until you hand the article in? Uh, yeah, no no though no show. You know, <laughs> I'm not doing this for free. Um, what I'd say as well is you know we we watched what happened when Rogers went down. And Matthews goes down, that defense goes down, and then you know his replacement goes down. That whole that whole defense absolutely got riddled with injuries, and I think that's what's even going to give him the, the, the sort of you know um, get out of jail free card this year. I think what would be really interesting is there's a lot of talk about whether he's going to change from that three to a four three. A lot of the guys he's already got can play 
in that that style of defense. And to be absolutely honest, I think you know why not give it a try, even if it's just for a couple of years. You've already got some of the personnel that could do it. Draft a couple of big guys, see what happens. Yeah. Okay. So then, I guess we we all agree that we're making the playoffs. And then when you make the playoffs, you've obviously got a chance like everyone else in there to win the Super Bowl. So if you believe what we're saying, um, looks like it's going to be a good year next year. <laughs> yes. Uh, if, only it was, if only it was as easy as that. But let's get back to this season's playoffs. We've got, I know we don't want to talk about them, but they're, they're going on, so we better address it. Um, obviously, the AFC game, you've got the New England Patriots against Denver Broncos. And for the NFC game, we've got the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. So we'll just touch on it quickly. Uh, Steve, who do you think wins uh, and makes the Super Bowl? Um, it's hard. And the reason it's hard is because if you look at, you know where they always play up this Manning-Brady stuff? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that's really a factor here. I think the factor in this game is going to be the Broncos' defense because I think there's something ridiculous like 29th in the league. Okay. Uh, so they're pretty bad. I think Tom Brady's record in the playoffs is incredibly good. So I don't know. But then again, Peyton Manning has broken nearly all of the offensive records this season. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's hard to write Tom Brady off. But if you actually look at his team uh, and his playmakers, you know... Because, look, it basically comes down to defense, right? That's what I think. And the AFC, so we have uh, New England are the seventh best offense, but the Broncos are the first. So, And then New England have the 26th defense. The Broncos have the 19th. So I reckon Manning beats out Brady uh, just on that mismatch there. Okay. And I think that's going to be an exciting game. And just a, a really short one, and the next one is going to be that Seattle beat San Fran in one of the most boring games that has ever happened ever. So you just to just to go for it then. So you are going Denver and Seattle. Yeah. In the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay, Absolutely. that's what you reckon. Uh, let's see what Dave thinks. Um, I, I want them all to lose. I, hey. I don't think I, I've never I've never seen four teams that I desperately want to lose more than these four teams. And yeah. if there's a way that that can happen, then great. Okay, hang on. <laughs> let's let's just go to Mike Pereira. No, there's nothing in the rule book that says that all four teams can lose. No, <laughs> that's a shame. And uh, okay, in yeah. which case I think um, yeah, I totally agree with what you know what Steve just said. Um, I think the Den the Denver New England game, I think it's gonna be a lot more interesting. I think Denver are gonna win it, only because I think Peyton Manning is kind of you know reaching the end uh, of that career, and I think the team are gonna try and just get him that that second Super Bowl ring. Um. And also, a really good friend of mine used to live in Omaha, and um, Peyton Manning has done for the city of Omaha. And that's <laughs> <story>. <laughs> uh, as for the, as the NFC uh, Legion of uh, Pete Carroll against Harbaugh, again, I wish they could both lose. I, I think I actually think the 49ers are going to surprise Seattle. I think that 12th man stuff, I think it's a little bit overrated. If the 49ers come to Lambeau in freezer conditions and beat us, I think they can go to see, uh, Seattle sorry, and beat beat the uh, Seahawks in their own turf. Yeah. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Denver to win the whole thing. Okay. So you've gone Denver and the 49ers. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to be the only one to pick the New England Patriots then. Oh. And I'll tell you for why. Just look at what they've done in the past. Okay. I know they've both won a... Uh, obviously, Tom Brady's won however many Super Bowls he has. Manning's won a Super Bowl. But... The Patriots, for me, just know how to get it done when it's stacked against them. Okay, they've, I mean, don't worry. Obviously, they had their issue against the uh, Giants with the old helmet catch and all that. But in most times, when it's where when they've been up against it, they've known how to come through a win. Um, and I think most people are probably looking at Denver to win this one. And I don't know, I just get a feeling like New England will come in and win it. Uh, there's no real... There's no real stats throughout the season to back it up. I just think Tom Brady knows how to get it done when he needs to get it done. Yeah, um, well, I, I, yeah, well, if you actually look at the last matchups, the last three matchups between the the teams, I know there's very different playmakers on them, uh, with Tom Brady being the staple, I suppose, is that the Patriots have won their last three games against the Broncos. 
Okay. There you go. So, and then I think AFC, I think the Seahawks win. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it because I couldn't care less about this game. <laughs> um, I think the Seahawks win. I think we have to listen to Sherman mouthing off again and Pete Carroll with all, all this shit that goes on. Um, I would love the 49ers to win. The The only thing I've got for the Seahawks winning is that uh, obviously I'm a big Russell Wilson fan because he was at Wisconsin Badgers for, for that one season. So that's my, that's my only thing. That's the only thing I can hold on to in that game. Um, so I think the Super Bowl ends up New England Patriots against the Seahawks. And then uh, hopefully the Seahawks get destroyed in it. So let's see. Let's see who's going to be right, I guess, after after this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> will we play bets, will we? Um, no. <laughs> Whoever yeah. whoever wins gets a free pack of custard creams. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's who we think is going to make the Super Bowl. Um, while we're on the subject of the Super Bowl, we may as well talk about the Super Bowl party down in London. Uh, it's being hosted by several podcasts um, at TM Football UK, Tuesday Morning Football Podcast, the North London 40 podcast, which is at NLDN40, and the Any Given Sunday Night podcast, which is at UKNFL. It's been hosted by the Bloomsbury Lanes. Uh, I think it's in the Kensington area of London. It's a bowling alley. They're going to have uh, free bowling on the night, karaoke, uh, beer pong, um, American food. It says loads of big screens. Uh, it says they've got DJs and everything else. And if you come down with us and get a ticket, you'll be in the reserved area with us. And you also get a free beer with every ticket. So may as well come down and join us. Yes, I know the Green Bay won't be there, but Seattle probably will be. So we may as well go down there and uh, give them some stick. So I think, I think Steve, you're flying in from Ireland, aren't you? Yeah, so no excuses. Uh, look, at this stage, you all know how much... The NFL UK don't want you at the Super Bash. You didn't get tickets. They took a look at your Twitter picture and they're just like, nah, not having you. But we want you down here. We want you down at the Bloomsbury Lane party. That's we it. don't we, care. We, we, will we don't care how ugly you are. Just come on down. We will accept <laughs> anyone. <laughs> <laughs> We've got very low standards. Yeah. This free beer. <laughs> that's it. Our standards that's are getting even lower. <laughs> Dave, Dave sold on the free beer, so he's happy. I'm in. I'm in. Um, yeah. You can't turn down a free beer, so you may as well come along. Yeah, you might as well come along. Obviously, you're going to meet lots of uh, other Packers fans. We've got we've got fans of other teams coming down to join us as well. So if you've got friends you want to come down with, um, as long as they're not Chicago Bears fans, bring them down. Uh, However, they'd be handy if you wanted to start a fight later on in the night. Though. Yeah, to be yeah, I guess. You I guess it's fight like. Yeah, and if you've any if you get got any dregs in the bottom of your glass, you could throw it at them or something. It might <laughs> might be worth bringing one or two. Um, <laughs> we could use them as a piñata maybe that's what they mean I don't think it's on the site that they have piñatas but we can always sort of improvise with a Bears fan I don't know yeah why not um, I should probably say at this point we do not condone inter-NFC North <laughs> violence <laughs> oh, it's, all, it's all love Ronnie joking no, it would be great yeah. banter because it'd actually be uh, it'd be pretty cool to have some Bears fans because I mean that's where the best uh, debates are going to come in I suppose. Well, I know, I know definitely uh, there are actually a few Bears fans going down because um, I spoke to the guy from Bear Down UK, which for those of you who don't know, it's uh, it's it's basically the Bears version of what we do here. Um, and he said a few of them, a few of the Bears guys are going. So let's make sure we have more Packers there and come and join us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so Plus if you get tired of the if you get tired of the Packers fans, you can go to the fans. Uh, so if you want to come along, then get on to, if, you, if you're if you on our Twitter or Facebook, you'll see on there, we keep tweeting out the link to book your tickets. Um, if you have any questions, uh, send us a direct mail on Twitter or, or and, and uh, message on Facebook. Or you can email us at ukpackers at live.co.uk and we'll, we'll do our best to help you out. All right. So if we're moving on now, I think, Steve, you've got... Uh, I'm going to let you take this one. There's a, a big announcement coming out, which is exciting stuff for the UK Packers, uh, and I'll let I'll let you take it away. 
All right. Uh, well, it's pretty big because at UK Packers, I think we're all agreed here. Uh, Dave gives you some excellent unrivaled content, and me and Ryan try to do the same. Um, so it's all about sort of giving stuff back to the fans. So the main thing, like we've done a few things over the past, haven't we, Ryan? Like we got uh, all of the UK Packers followers 10% off at the official Europe shop, yeah, uh, which is nice. Uh, I got a, a good bit of gear over Christmas. But the big announcement is, and the most iconic thing that you could probably put onto the Green Bay Packers, amongst others, is the cheese head. And we have secured an exclusive uh, trading right deal to bring Fomation products, which is the cheese heads and the like, over to the UK and Europe, which means that for a really reasonable price, you're going to have cheese heads in the UK Packer shop and you can buy the original cheese head from the original formation company. And let's just put it into perspective, right? How awesome this deal is for all of the UK Packer fans. If you go onto the formation website and you buy an original cheese head, it's going to cost you $20. Then if you want to get it shipped over, it's something ridiculous like $35. And then if you once it reaches here, and Mr. FedEx guy who brings it to your door says, hello, sir, there's your nice cheese head. That'll be about 20 pounds to pay for import taxes. So, you know, you're going to be paying 55 pounds and upwards just to get the cheese head over here. What we've done is we've secured a deal to bring it over in bulk so that we can reduce the prices for all the fans. So if you go onto the website now, you can get it in pre-order right now. You can get an adult cheese head, a medium cheese head, and other formation items, and you can pick up the cheese head for only nineteen ninety nine. So that's a reducement from reduction from fifty five and upward pounds right down to nineteen ninety nine plus postage. And we have the option there where you can go on, you can get it registered so that you make sure it gets to your house, or you can get the cheaper option where we can just ship it out to you. But um, I don't know, uh, Dave, uh, you're probably hearing this for maybe you know first time. What do you think of the deal? Sound good to you? I think it's absolutely amazing because i mean that you're absolutely right that is yeah the iconic you know bit of packers fan gear every time you see the the, the stadium the pan the, the the crowd you can see them all over the place i i didn't even bother trying to get one over because it was so expensive so i think i mean getting steals absolutely unbelievable really good work yeah um, and uh Roy, you did an awful lot of work on the on the website so have you got everything up on the site everything's good to go yeah it's all set up now. now yeah they can if they go to the website now uh visit the shop it's all on there uh, all the information's there the pictures are there um and basically you just click through it and buy everything's done through paypal you don't need to have a paypal account to use it you can still go on there and pay via paypal without being signed up so don't don't be afraid to get on there and again if you've got any questions just just direct direct mail email whatever and uh, we'll do our best to help you out yeah, what, what other items do we have on there? So we have the adult cheese head, we have a medium cheese head for people well, with think, small Irish heads like me. I think the uh, <laughs> I think the one that Dave probably wanted to hear about most was probably the earrings, because I, I think they look I think yes, they look spot definitely. on, Dave. Well, I'm I'm getting married in uh, in April, and I think that's just going to set set the whole thing off. Nice. Yeah, I think well that'd be a nice little present. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> who, who wants hey, di- who wants diamonds when you can have cheese? Yeah, that's, cheese is better. It. And for the honeymoon, I mean, we have, we also have a uh, cheese head cowboy hat. So if you want to spice things up, maybe throw on the cowboy hat, throw on the earrings. You know. Why not? Let's get a whole hog. <laughs> well, that's it. And you see, you're going to be married, Dave, which means that, you know, the wife is going to be fussing over the house and trying to keep it clean. So we also have foamation coasters on there. So you can put your beer down on the coaster and not get the table with rings on it. You're tying awesome. this in like a prank. <laughs> <laughs> All unintentional. It's just, it's just rolling off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put me down for the coasters, and I think the earrings as well, and definitely the cheese head. Love. Nice, absolutely fantastic. She'll love you for it, and as well as that, Dave, you can actually get her. We have uh, sort of little NFC cheese, they call them necklaces. So you know, <laughs> if it, that like like what Rhino says, forget this diamond stuff. Get her whatever woman every, wants. Everyone else does diamonds, you know, and I, yeah. I want to make you know she she has to feel special, so she'll definitely <laughs> feel special after that. <laughs> Uh, you're a brave man yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I had some good fun because we have to announce as well that uh, the sale of our UK Packer t-shirts is going down a storm so I mean I'm going to be wearing mine to the Bloomsbury party uh, so and that, that's another thing we'd like to announce as well if you want to save on postage and you're going along to the Bloomsbury Lanes party 
just you can you can contact us and you can pay on the site or whatever and we'll bring down your cheese head with us so that you can wear it and style it with all the rest of us yeah there'll be me on the train with the biggest bag in the world bringing down cheese heads <laughs> t-shirts <laughs> yeah that should be nice. fun <laughs> you'll need a place to put the old earring so you might have to get the ears pair somewhere a few sets on the way down as well i'm just gonna love it if the transport please say uh, excuse me sir what's in the bag and <laughs> and i have to say you really don't want to look in there and he goes sir empty the bag and then i have to just get out cheese head after cheese head after cheese head and nice. uh, yeah that that could be interesting yeah. <laughs> ryan might be a bit late <laughs> yeah i might get held up just uh, to go through the fans' questions, which if if you've been on Twitter this evening, you'll see that we asked you to send us in some questions, and I'm going to put it to the guys now and see see what they can come up with. Um, so kind of putting them a bit on the spot. Uh, the first one is from Nick Claxon. Uh, he says, which D lineman should we re-sign and which should we let go? So that kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier. So uh, we'll start with Dave. Um, I think... I think we're going to keep Pickett for a year. I, th- I think they'll try and get it back for the, the veterans minimum just because I think that that line needs a bit of consistency with the other guys going. I think it makes sense to keep him. Mike Neal, I think, still down as defensive lineman, even though they, they moved into linebacker. I'd keep him just with versatility, but I'd, I'd say ditch the rest. It's Jolly Olsen and, uh, and Raji. I think, I think they're done. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I have to jump in and say I agree. Sorry to be uninterested and not come up with some crazy <laughs> mad answer. Like, but yeah, no, I think the same. I think that it makes monetary sense because when we like what Dave brought up before, you know, we've got some big signings to make next year. I think they'll get Pickett at an absolute drop down price. He's thirty four. Uh, you know, he's been in the game twelve seasons. I reckon we get him for a knockdown price. He'll add a bit of stability. Um, yeah, I think the same. Okay. I think um, as well, it's probably worth noting as well that Josh Boyd, and I know he's not a, a coming up as a free agent, but Josh Boyd looked quite quite decent and and serviceable towards the end of the season. Um, mm, that's right. Looks like he could possibly be a player. He's certainly a certainly a very big man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we got uh, Jarrell Worthy coming back as well from injury next year, so I, th- I think I think they're okay there. Yeah. Yeah. So he may be stronger there than we think. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll go on to the next one. Uh, James Thorne. He says, "What's there's, there's two questions in this. We'll do this in two parts. James Thorne, first part, what's the most p- important position the Packers need to strengthen in the draft? Um, I mean, me personally, I'm, I'm just thinking safety. But I might I might just be jumping on a bandwagon there, so I'll hand it over to you guys. Yeah, I, I think safety as well. Big time. Everyone at us down. Yeah. Uh, to say that one of our starting safeties is MD Jennings says it all. Um, <laughs> to be honest, you know, uh, and then Burnett. I don't know. Look, I mean, when you, MD Jennings, when he finishes the season as the 67th best safety, if you can call it best, uh, yeah, definitely safety, hands down. Okay, Dave, you gonna you gonna mix I- it up? I think I, well, I am. I, I think safety definitely needs to be addressed. I think the other stat on the safeties. The only unit in the NFL without an interception this year, which isn't, you know, in Capers defense is not good enough. Yeah. Um, I, I actually think that the answer to safety is already on the books. I think they're going to move Micah Hyde there. And I think Burnett can't play any worse. So I think they'll, I think they might <laughs> patch that um, because it's quite a, quite a deep draft class for, uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if a quarterback came in. So I'm, I'm actually going to go with um, that, that offensive line is important now. And um, yeah, my, my favorite whipping boy, Don Barton, he's not yeah. up to it. You're going to lose, you're going to lose Newhouse this year. It's, it, it's getting awfully thin, you know, and if Bilago can't stay fit, you, you're in trouble again. So I, okay. I suspect they'll take a tackle quite early. Okay. So a little, little bit of a change up from Dave. Um, I can tell that it doesn't seem like uh Steve that you like MD Jennings much. And it doesn't seem that Dave likes Don Barkley that much. So what? is it showing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know if you meant to put that point across, but that's what I'm feeling. Well, right. thing is, at least at least he's picking on like a fairly small guy. I'm picking in. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, Michael Hughes. Uh, again, this touches on a subject we already spoke about, but he said with with Finley's future being uncertain, is drafting a tight end essential with a first or second round pick in the draft? 
I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll start with this one. I think first or second pick for a tight end um, is, in most cases, probably too high. There will there will be there will be um, some special talents, but I don't see it this year. Not not a tight end. I think we can probably wait to the later rounds. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, and I think, like we said earlier, having such a good end to the season makes that less of a priority. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of good tight ends coming out, and you know, we've got a couple of good ones. Maybe maybe draft some guys sort of fourth, fifth round, you know, at, at the highest, let them develop, and then just see what happens. Yeah, I, I'm going to be controversial. Just say no. I don't think they need to draft anybody. Uh, I th- I think they let Finley go uh, on hell grounds. I think Corliss stepped up. And I, I like Bostic. Yeah. And you've got Stoneburner as well, haven't you? Yeah, and Taylor. So, I mean, I think yeah, we're yeah. so, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe, that's it. Maybe, maybe I think with this one, we've got too many needs elsewhere to take a... I, I don't know what you want to call it, but um, it's... Like to to use a pick that high on that position would be a bit of a, a a bit of a luxury pick, I think. And I think we've just got too many needs elsewhere. Yeah, and if you pick that high, uh, you know, if if you don't pick that high, well, then you're going to end up with a tight end like somebody who's already on the roster, someone who yeah. is unproven and has to really step up their game to actually make it in the NFL. I reckon we're grand. I reckon let Finley go. Unfortunately, he is an absolute legend, and we love him. But uh, you know, medical grounds to let him go. Keep everybody else. Uh, draft a uh, rake load of defensive players mm-hmm. and le- the offense is too devastating leave it alone you know yeah. I mean if we're, we ended up third best offense in the league with Rodgers out for what seven weeks so yeah okay alright then let's go on to our next question Andy Dunsmore says what would be your ideal offensive line if everyone is healthy this is probably something that's been spoken about a lot this season um, and obviously, I don't think at any point this season we actually had all of our starters healthy at the same time. Don't even think right back in the first couple of weeks. I might be wrong. Yeah, Dave. Well, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, Belaga went down in camp with the uh, with the injury, and I think from that point on, it was kind of. I think that really messed up the plans to flip the line. Um, yeah. And to be honest, I, I I think that plan actually worked, but that's that's because they they sort of stumbled on Bakhtiari. I, you know, he's made he's made a lot of mistakes, but nothing you'd, you wouldn't expect a, a rookie to do. I think he's been absolutely phenomenal, and um, I think we've we absolutely got a, a keeper there. That's a really good, really good pick. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's hard to know because it's it's hard to even know what our offensive line is anymore. You know, like who who plays at what position because it's they've just flipped it around so much. I don't think even the players know. I mean, their heads are spinning. Um, I think. Um, I think. I think. Sorry, I've got go. to say, sitting in Balaga. Are definitely keepers. You're gonna you're gonna have them starting. Yeah. Um, TJ Lang, okay. Dietrich Smith, is he a centre? I don't really know. He's he's done well in that position, but um, he's he, he's he's up for grabs again this this off season. I I, I think they'll probably keep him there. Well, uh, I think JT Treader I think is probably their their centre for the future. I think they'll keep hold of him. Okay. Was if you were a biscuit. Which one would you be and why? I mean, we must point out that we never said the, the, the questions had to be Packers related. Um, so, yeah, if you were a biscuit, which one and why? <laughs> oh, Dave, you can take this one. My God. Um, I'm going I'm to go with a, with an absolute classic. I'm going to go with a custard cream. But that's only because I'm, I'm usually better when I'm immersed in a drink. Nice. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for a hobnob. <laughs> and, I'll t- and I'll tell you why. When you're dipping biscuits in a cup of tea, a rich tea, a custard cream, a bourbon, doesn't take long until they break in half and fall in the bottom of the cup. But a hobnob just hangs on and hangs on and hangs on. It, quite quite simply, the hobnob is the hardest bastard of the biscuits. <laughs> and so that is why. That is why I'm the hobnob. All right, look, I'm going to have to say it. I'm going to go for the millionaire short, shortbread. Oh, I think right. I'm just, I have the Ray Bans, I've got the Dre Beats. Diva Biscuit. Yeah, He's Diva strange. Biscuit. I own, a, I, own, I own a Mac of many showbiz friends, of many leather-bound books, I'm just going to go <laughs> for the <laughs> showbread. I must appear oh. like a real dick. I mean, like, no, yeah, I'm sticking away. Yeah. I'll, edit that, I'll edit that dick comment out. No, I'm proud of myself. Sorry. <laughs> Brilliant. Diva Biscuit, 
<laughs> hard hard bastard biscuit. Yeah, and, and, and Dave likes to be submerged in a drink. Come <laughs> <laughs> to the super super bowl party, you'll find out. Yeah. Nice. I think uh I think James that could get down as the best question that's ever been asked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Back to a back to a Packers related question. Alex Everson says, "How long can the Rogers era last?" Uh, uh, yeah, I'll take it. Um, I think it can last. I'd like it. Look at some of the quarterbacks that have been in the league, like who were in the league forever. Like, look at Brett Favre. What age was he when he retired? Like, three hundred. Yeah, well, there you go. He was in has, that movie. Has he too. definitely retired though? Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, it goes to show that I'll he's watch. got such <laughs> longevity. But, like, you know, <laughs> we better not start that again. Jesus. Like, any position could be down. Like, oh, no, we're injured at running back. Fire of watch. But, yeah. uh, no, the thing about him is, is that, you know, he was tough. And that's one thing that was called into question this season with Rodgers was the fact that people were saying that he wasn't tough enough. And the league has changed now. You know, you, you, you have to sort of trust what the doctors are saying. But I think A-Rod's really tough. The last time he was out on injury was a Super Bowl winning season and he wasn't out that long. So, I mean, he, I th- and look, wasn't he the most sacked quarterback last year? What was it, 53 times or something ridiculous? So, I mean, he gets sacked a lot and he's fairly durable. So, I reckon, you know, he's mature and he's got a level head um, even more so than he has, which is ridiculous to say because he's been blazing the NFL for years now. But mm-hmm. I just think, like, look at Peyton Manning. I mean, he's not particularly, well, he's, because he's getting on a bit. But, uh, you know, there's something with that maturity that you sort of, I don't know, not that the competitive edge goes, but you don't get so bummed out at a loss, maybe. Not that it had ever happened to Rogers much. But, uh, yeah, I just, I think another five years. Okay. Dave? I'm going to be controversial. I'm going to go a little bit longer. I, I think another, he's only 30. I think he can go for another nine years. Um, yeah. Wow. I think, yeah. <laughs> He'll probably retire next year. But, um, that's, that's, a good, that's a good answer. So I like it. I think um, I think there, there's a few reasons why. One, one is that I, I don't think I've ever seen a more accurate quarterback, certainly not for Green Bay. Um, are they, the ones you see tend to see burn out a lot are the ones with the big arms. Because um, as soon as that velocity goes, you know, you're, you're pretty much done. He's not a trick player. You know, he's just really smart about where he throws it. And if he can't throw it long, he'll throw it short. And it's really hard to stop that. And I, and I don't, I don't see any reason why he couldn't do it. I think that the really key thing with him is just keeping him upright. I think as long as you can keep him upright, you can just sit in there and pull people apart all day. Okay. Good stuff. But the fans' questions, uh, I guess that takes us on now to just see if there's anything that Steve or Dave want to add today. Uh, well, I think we have to talk about the whole departure of the beast, mm. Mr. Green. Kevin Green. Um, we should probably probably let you know on this. We've obviously seen these developments as we're recording, so um, you're probably reacting to it at the minute on Twitter. I can see just about every other tweet at this point is about Kevin Green. Um, our friend over in the States, Dusty Rose, says, who's going to replace him? What are we going to do? Um, have we got any thoughts? No, I'm just, I'm in shock. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, he was so, not to sound weird, he was so beastie that you think he could get onto the field and play himself. Uh, I just think he was an inspiration um, in there, and he's going to be very hard to replace. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Is there is there many out there that can replace a man like him? I don't know. I think the, uh, sorry, go ahead, Ron. I was going to say, there's probably somebody in our own ranks that will, that will step up and at like an assistant coach or something. Um, I think I think probably the thing that we're most worried about here is the fact that this is a guy that has a loud bark, makes a lot of noise. Um, he's in there amongst the players. Um, I mean, just to go back to the was it the Super Bowl game against the Steelers, and was it he told he gets hold of Matthews and says, you know, Woodson's gone, time to be a leader, go out there make a play, something like that. Um, to, it, it, is it, it is time or something like that it was. you know. And, and, and I'm not saying that that's, that's the only reason that Matthews went out and made that play. Um, you know, it was that play made the sound bite, if you know what I mean. But I think that's what people are worrying about. Have we lost, have we lost a leader? Yeah. Um, 
But and, I, and I think as well, this this is obviously following on from uh, Ben McAdoo going to the New York Giants as well. So you know, already upheaval in staff, and then <clears throat> I think I think a lot of people saw Green as a future defensive coordinator. So I think it's really surprising news. Yeah. Well, I guess really there's not a lot more we can give you on that because we're not 100% sure yet why. Um, I mean, I, I saw something somewhere that he's, he's stepping down to spend more time with his family. Um, but I guess over the next, well, may, maybe hours, maybe days, um, some some more information will come out on that. Maybe we have, we'll have a better reaction to that in the next podcast. Um, is there anything anything off I don't know, off plan that you guys want to want to mention before we go. Is that get my order for my cheese head? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, me too. Enough. Actually, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's let's just let's just go back over there. Obviously, that's uh, an official partnership with Foamation. They are the only manufacturers of the cheese head products, and we are lucky enough to now be the only European supplier of those. Um, you can find them in the shop on our website on ukpackers.co.uk. Also in there you'll find our Packers, our UK Packers t-shirts. And I should probably add that coming soon will be a hoodie and a polo shirt. Um, so just just keep it up, keep a check on it. It might be a good idea to get onto the website as well and sign up to our newsletter. And then as soon as there's any developments in the shop. Um, with products or on the website or meetups over the off season, um, you'll be first to know. Okay. So if you guys are done. Yeah. 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 I think we'll wrap it up. So it's goodbye from me and it's probably goodbye from them. (laughs) (laughs) Word. Yeah. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) So diva. You both, you both doing it now. Yourself a picture when I'm standing at the mound, and I swear it's going down. I'm just repping for my town off a cup of CJ Gibson, and I'm faded off the ground. And I'm easily influenced by the niggas I'm around. See the Aston Martin when I started, hear the sound. I ain't never graduated, I ain't got no cap and gown. But the girls in my class who are smart enough to pass me at all my fucking parties, grabbing money off the ground. Yeah. All hail, Mr. Lyrical. Spades of the Opus, baby. What you got a feeling for? I can show you new.